0: To this podcast doesn't exist. Hello. We're two best friends who like talking about the spooky, the ooky, the unsolved, the mysterious, the quirky. Um, Anything, really, it, that doesn't have an answer. Yeah, well, we talk about a lot of things, too. If you, if you like any of those things, go ahead and... Keep listening. But also, you can find all of our socials to follow us on our website at thispodcastdoesinsist.com. Dot com. And you can follow the Twitter. That's where the hubby's in charge. You can follow Instagram, which is mostly where we live. Um, The transcripts should be up in the next couple of days when this comes out, because I plan on working on them this weekend. But yeah, it's exciting. Some things are happening. And I'm very excited to get into what you have to tell me today. You look shifty-eyed. Well, because you're like, I'm very excited. I am excited. Oh, I feel like we haven't know. done this in a very long... Oh my gosh, there's a fly. Is a fly? It's, it's a moth. some sort of... Hello, moth. Muffin? Let me see the booty. I heard muffin? Let me see the booty. And then I realized. Let, let me reiterate. Emma should go get her hearing checked. <laughs> Literally today in the car. You guys, I drove with my parents back from Rhode Island today. Bless um, you thank you. And it was like a seven hour car drive. Um, It was long. It was a lot. But I kept having to turn up the podcast that my dad and I were listening to while we were driving because I couldn't hear it. My mom in the back, I had like shifted the audio all the way to the front. My mom Mm -hmm. in the back was like, this is too loud. And me and my dad are like, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) Yep. Like father, like daughter, I say. <laughs> yes. Happy Father's Day. Oh, yeah. Happy Father's it's Day in weekend. two days. Yeah. So, did you get your dad a card? No, but I am going to be spending the day with him and making him tacos. I was talking to them. That's you. Oh. Fair. Anyway. Did you? Did you? It's okay if you didn't. If you don't have a dad or you don't talk to your dad or that's okay, too. We're your dads now. <gasps> I would love to be somebody's pew, dad. Pew, pew, pew. I mean, you do have a vacation dad shirt. I have dad energy, too, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like I don't have as much mom energy Mm. in most situations. You are much more of the mom energy situation. You do love an Adam Sandler movie. Oh, dude. Dumb. Which my dad hates. The Bone Shaman is not a fan of Adam Sandler. A man of taste. Meanwhile, he loves Will Ferrell. (laughs) Never mind. I take it back. I take it back, sir. Sorry. Sorry, Dr. K. Uh but, yeah, I, I definitely exude some dad energy. I mean, so does Carson, but, like, I think because... He gets, like, sensitive if I say he has dad energy. He's like, oh, and I'm like, not in a bad way. Like, no, it's great. Your outfit's great. You're, like, a cool dad. You're cool dad. <laughs> uh, all right, well, similar to Will Ferrell, mm-hmm. today I'm here to tell you about a cryptid. <laughs> of Sort of. A cryptid! Yeah. Not... Surprisingly, the one that I ditched in deference to Europe. That was my next question. It is not because this is yet another teeth brushing epiphany that I have. Oh my God, I love it. I love I love I it. I have my best ideas for the podcast while I'm brushing my teeth. I need to get you like a waterproof notepad to put on True. your on your just get an mirror. expo marker and write it on my mirror. Truly. You can do that. Or like highlighters. Yeah. You can write you on windows and bring, stuff. Yeah, bring an ex- expo marker. Well, wow, we'll see at the new apartment. People are like, what? And I'm like, oh, that's just the brainstorm. You're not allowed to shower yet. I have to take a picture (laughs) of the mirror. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Today, you're going to learn about an icon among icons. The one and only Babadook. (gasps) Oh, God. (laughs) Have you heard of him? Yes, and I'm terrified. I don't know anything about him, oh, but good. I have seen a picture and oh, I good. hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I'm so scared for this insta post. I hate it. Oh, don't no. worry, the first the first picture is not as creepy. Okay. I saved the creepier one for further ends so people didn't get jump scared when they were scrolling. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate it. I am not I don't I'm not prepared. Give me a second. Oh, see how it feels? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I want someone to make a soundboard of all of our laughs. Because you know we have different, like, there's like the belly laugh, there's the I am a whistle tone, I am Ariana Grande, because I'm laughing so hard. Also for the record, it's 9.15, and I haven't seen Emma for... Half a, half a week. <laughs> and I've been driving for seven hours. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad you don't know anything, Emma. I know nothing. Good. I am blissfully ignorant. Well, not for long. Go ahead. Corrupt me. Let's, let's go. <laughs> While there have been other reports of a similar entity, there is one terrifying tale that stands head and shoulders above the rest. Our story centers around a single mother. Amelia Vanek, and her six-year-old son, Samuel. At the time of the incident, they were living in Adelaide, Australia. 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 I'm so sorry. I don't know if we have anyone listening from there, but we didn't cover phonetics in my drama program, so Sorry. Amelia became a single mother when her husband Oscar was killed in a car accident mm-hmm. while driving her to the hospital to deliver Samuel. No! To which I wrote, Very Grace Anatomy. Very Grace Anatomy. Very, very Grace. Samuel, right, age six, is having some challenges. He's acting very erratically, not behaving at all. Poor baby he becomes preoccupied with the idea that there is a monster occupying their house. He stays up through the night constructing traps and weapons to protect them from the unknown force. It gets so bad that he actually gets in trouble for taking one of these weapons to school, and Amelia has to come pick him up. No. One night, Sam asks his mother to read a pop-up storybook titled Mr. Babaduke. The book seems to have appeared from nowhere. Neither of them recall bringing it home or it being given to them. Don't like this at all. The book describes the titular monster, the Babadook, as a tall, pale-faced humanoid in a top hat. With taloned fingers that torment its victims after they become aware of its of its existence, and has a penchant for creepy rhyming threats. You okay? Yeah. I just. <laughs> are you excited? There's you that scared? picture of you in a top hat. You've got a white face. <laughs> You've got talons right now with your acrylic nails. I'm the Babadook. <laughs> and you love to rhyme. <laughs> I don't torment people, though. No. Not unless they ask me to. Yeah. Amelia is, and I wrote, rightfully if you ask me, disturbed by the book and its mysterious appearance, while Sam becomes convinced that the Babadook is real. Sam's persistence about the Babadook leads Amelia to have sleepless nights as she stays up to comfort him. Aww. Soon after this interaction... Strange events start to occur inside their home. Of course. Doors open and close mysteriously by themselves. Strange sounds are heard. And Amelia finds glass shards in her food. I'm... what? That's new. She makes the logical assessment that it has to be Sam continuing to act out. But he blames the Babadook. Oh, well... Imaginary friends. Mm. Finally, Amelia gets fed up, so she rips up the book and disposes of it. Me. Things escalate to the point of Sam pushing his cousin out of a treehouse in response to her bullying him for not having a father. Which, first of all, I'm not saying she deserved it, but... That's it. it, That's a low blow, lady. Yeah. But she gets a broken nose. Oh. Well, at least it's only a broken nose. I was a little scared that she was, like... No, it's at this girl's birthday party at the cousin's. Okay. Amelia's sister, Claire, I'm assuming the mother of the broken-nosed child, who has no manners. uh, Amelia's sister, Claire, admits that she cannot stand Sam, to which Amelia takes great offense. I, this is, there's some family stuff going on here. On the drive home, Sam has a vision of the Babadook and suffers a seizure, so Amelia goes to the pediatrician to get Good. him some meds. Yeah. The following morning, Amelia finds the Mr. Babadook book back on her front porch step, pristine as ever. Yeah, I not like that. New words in the book appear to taunt her. They say that the Babadook will become stronger if she continues to deny its existence. The book also sprouts new pop-ups. Uh, no, I don't... I, the idea of a pop-up book being the mysterious book that happens upon your doorstep is like... I don't... It's already scary. It doesn't need to scare me more. Well, the book sprouts new pop-ups of Amelia killing their dog, Bunsy. <gasps> killing Sam and then herself. Oh my gosh, this is not okay. Terrified, Amelia burns the book and runs to the police station after receiving a disturbing phone call. However, Amelia has no proof of the stalker. Even more chillingly, she then sees the Babadook's suit hung up behind the front desk. I'm at the doctor's office? At the police station. Okay, ew. She leaves without receiving any help. That night, she is once again alone in the house with Samuel. Or so they think. Ugh, of course. Amelia tries to fall asleep, but watches the Babadook open her bedroom door, crawl up the ceiling. (laughs) No! And attack her. (laughs) Why the crawling? I don't know with the long nails. (laughs) No, the crawling. I don't. You can be as spooky as you want to be. Just do not crawl at me because I swear I will vomit. The only person I want on my ceiling is Peter 3, Andrew Garfield. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the Babadook attacks her. Oh. She then turns on all the lights in the house and falls asleep with Sam downstairs. Which I'm like, downstairs God does not feel safer to me, but I guess if you were attacked in your room it, upstairs, It's like a quicker went. escape out the front door, okay. I guess. After the scare and attempted attack, Amelia starts to become more isolated and shut in, becoming impatient, shouting at Samuel for disobeying her constantly and having frequent visions of the Babadook. I don't like where this is going. Does this need a trigger warning of any kind? I don't think so. Okay. At one point, she even shouts at her son that she wishes that he had died in the car accident <gasps> rather than her husband, no, Oscar. Oh, that's so mean. Her mental state slowly decays and she exhibits erratic and violent behavior. At one point, Amelia cuts the phone line with a knife and then waves the same knife aggressively at Sam without realizing it. This behavior quickly devolves into disturbing hallucinations in which Amelia sees herself violently murdering Sam. It's so sad. The Babadook's powers are also described as possession, teleportation, telekinesis, shape-shifting, manipulation of television broadcasts, causing hallucinations, and psychological manipulation. So, there's a lot going on. Love books, but... Uh, it, it, I feel like pop-up books in general are... They could be cute, like the wheels on the bus. No. Or as AJ will say, wow and wow wow no wow Shortly after these visions, she sees an apparition of her dead husband, Oscar, who offers to return to her if she, quote, brings the boy Ah, to him. No, thank you. That's not him. That's not him. Amelia is a smart cookie, though, and realizes that he is a creation of the Babadook. Good. She attempts to flee and is stalked through the house by the Babadook until it finally possesses her. Oh, no. Under its influence, she breaks the dog Bugsy's neck (gasps) and attempts to kill Sam. Why? Okay, no, you should have given me a trigger warning for that. The dog dies? I forgot. I'm sorry. Yes, the dog dies. (laughs) it! I was thinking about the child, okay? I'm sorry. (laughs) You don't give me trigger warnings. You just read about creepy-ass dolls moving. and Yeah, but no on one dies. Of- so you say. <laughs> so I've told you. So, sorry, RIP Bugsy. Bugsy. And she attempts to kill Sam, who eventually lures her into the basement and knocks her out. As a six-year-old? Yeah. Alright. I bet your mom's trying to kill you. I you mean, think? go for it, buddy. You can do whatever you have to do. Amelia awakens, tied up with a terrified Sam nearby. When she tries to strangle him, he lovingly caresses her face, causing her to regurgitate an inky black substance. Gross. Okay, this is so much... <laughs> See how it feels? No, this is nowhere close to what I do to you. It, it really is, though. You are even creepier, I think. But that that appears to expel the bad Thank goodness. In the oobleck of it all. When Sam reminds Amelia that, quote, you can't get rid of the Babadook, unquote, an unseen force drags him into Amelia's bedroom. After returning to herself and saving Sam, Okay, thank you. Amelia is forced by the Babadook to rewatch a vision of her husband's death. Rude. Furious, she confronts the Babadook, making the beast retreat into the basement as she locks the door behind it. Which I'm like, okay, if, if he can teleport. teleport but like, yeah. I get it. We love a, a door. All well and good, right? No. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> After this ordeal, Amelia and Sam managed to recover. I would have moved out of that house so quick. In this economy? I don't care. I'll live in a shack. I'll live in a shed. I will live in my car. Amelia returns to nurturing her son, encouraging him towards the weapons that he makes, to which I go, what? (laughs) No, wait a minute. (laughs) And being impressed by his magic tricks. I guess he does magic for fun. I mean, give him any outlet possible, this poor uh, boy. going to hate this. Great. They proceed to gather earthworms in a bowl, which Amelia takes to the basement where the Babadook resides. What, to eat them? To which I said, yep, he's still here. <laughs> oh my gosh. If the beast tries to attack her during these feedings, Amelia calms it down, and it retreats to the corner, taking the earthworms with it. I don't... I Don't feed it. And so their lives go on. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um... Everybody, as soon as I said that, the light of baba has got significantly brighter. <laughs> Emma is one clenched muscle. She's my gone. eye is twitching! Oh my gosh. Well, that was really dramatic. <gasps> but here's here's the good thing. It's the creepy pasta? <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> I'm continuing Emma's trend from last week. Of sharing the stories of horror movies that we'll never watch. Yes, thank God. <laughs> oh, it's like that one time you were looking over there and I was like, what are you doing? That, why? <laughs> Guys, I'm so scared right now. That is uh, never, why have you never done that for me? <laughs> don't. I paid you. Don't do and it. You paid the light to turn on. <sighs> right. Yeah, you were up making your why? tea and I was like, hey, so when I say this part? You practice. So The Babadook is a critically acclaimed Australian indie horror film released in 2014. The film was written and directed by Jennifer Kent in her directorial debut. It received financial backing through Australian government grants and partly through crowdfunding on Kickstarter. Oh, weird. The film premiered at the 2014 Sundance Film Festival on January 17th. 2014, and generated attention in the United States and Europe grossing $10 million against its $2 million budget. So very successful. Wow. Yeah. It was very funny, though. It was not initially well accepted in its home country of Australia, and someone in one of the articles was like, yeah, we don't like things that are from here. We need them to go somewhere else and prove that they're good before we care about them. (laughs) I mean... Yeah, they they're just really they really had a traumatic experience with the movie Australia starring Nicole Kidman. and Jackman. Yeah. They're like, they need it. That was too much. They need peer review. They're they need like, some ah. peer review. And then they're like, OK, well, speaking of peer review, this movie boasts an impressive 98 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. And took home four Australian Academy of Cinema and Television Arts Awards. Fun. I wonder what those look like. Themes of the Babadook started to take shape in Kent's 2005 short film titled Monster. The name for the Babadook, which Kent invented, is a riff on Babaroga, the Serbian name for the boogeyman. Oh. The title is also an enneagram of, quote, a bad book. Babadook. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently in Hebrew, Babadook means... He is coming, for sure. I only saw that one place, and did I fact check it? No. But um, terrifying nonetheless. So there you go. So the writing of the Babadoop screenplay began in around 2009, and Kent has stated that she sought to tell a story about facing up to the darkness within ourselves, the, quote, fear of going mad, unquote, and an exploration of parenting from a real perspective. <laughs> okay. Okay. You'll be happy to hear that many efforts were taken to keep six-year-old actor Noah Wiseman protected from the terrifying elements of the story. Thank goodness. For example, in shots where Amelia, played by Essie Davis, has to shout at her son, so when the camera's on her and she's yelling at him, uh, they have her shout at a kneeling adult stand-in while Noah was out of the room. That I I think line was good, but I, I really appreciate that. And the director said something along the lines of, I'm not going to sacrifice a childhood for the sake of making a film. Which I was like, if that's your first movie, good job. More people should be like you. Truly. He also received a highly edited script. Ah. So he had a very different script than everyone else. And his mother remained on set with him throughout the process. So yeah, good That's job. good. And now I have a quote from Screen Rant. When asked about where she got the idea for the Babadook, Jennifer Kent said that she was inspired by an incident of a single mother she knew. Her friend's child claimed to have been terrorized by a monster they saw throughout the house. Aww. This set Kent's imagination rolling, and the Babadook was born, unquote. Kent originally wanted to film solely in black and white, as she wanted to create a, quote, heightened feel that is still believable. She was also influenced by pre-1950s B-grade horror films, Yes, as it was, quote, very theatrical, unquote, in addition to being, quote, visually beautiful and terrifying. If you've never seen The Fly, go ahead. That's, it's, it's interesting. But it's one of those. It's one of the, like, 1950s, like, B-movies. It's like when uh, Danny and Sandy go to see in Greece. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Kent later lost interest in the black and white idea and worked closely with production designer Alex Holmes to create a very cool, very claustrophobic interior environment with meticulously designed sets. In terms of the Babadook monster and the scary effects of the film, Kent was adamant from the outset of production that a lo-fi and homemade approach would be used. Using practical effects like puppetry and stop motion animation, Kent conjures a halting nightmare from the shadows, a monster whose unreality makes it that much harder to shake. Ew. Yeah. I, that, those are like the gifs or whatever that I've seen of the Babadook and I'm like, no. Well, and fun fact, the Babadook is played by like one of the art, like prop producers Oh. Basically, he made the, the storybook of the Babadook like okay. a prop. Yeah, and instead of she was like that, let's just do that. And like, so he he was the Babadook. I was like, I got a pay bump. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope so. Yeah. Right, he's doing all his other work. Um, Kanks has also said that the man in the beaver hat from the 1927 lost horror film London After Midnight was an inspiration for the design of the Babadook. And it's very camp, if you ask me. I have included a photo in the Instagram. Very camp, but he's wearing a hat. He looks kind of spooky-ooky. Oof. Great. William Friedkin, director of 1973's The Exorcist, said that he had, quote, never seen a more terrifying film, unquote, than the Babadook. He was probably like, dang it, I missed (laughs) I missed so much. I could have used that. (laughs) Uh, The overall consensus among critics and fans is that the Babadook, the monster, in the world of the film, never actually existed. Instead, it is a psychological manifestation of grief caused by the untimely death of a husband and father. That's the general consensus. Okay. Some people, however, beg to differ. Uh, Yeah, I think I'm with them. Enter the Hat Man. Yes! I knew we were going to talk about this. I'm so excited. This figure will wake his victims from their slumber, lingering in their doorways as they are paralyzed with fear. He is tall and wears a broad-brimmed hat and a trench coat. He doesn't say a word. Which I think is even scarier. Honestly. Especially if you're trying to ask him questions. The shape of the frightening figure occasionally varies, but the way he makes his victims feel never does. Utterly paralyzed with terror and breathless as if fear had frozen them from the inside out. In four years spanning the late 1970s and early 1980s, 18 seemingly healthy members of the Hamong group Living in the U.S., perished suddenly in their sleep. Oh. Almost a hundred more deaths followed in the next decade before tapering off. The Hmong, H M O N G. I think you're doing. You're doing as best as. Great, I could do so. Great. <laughs> they are an indigenous people that mainly live in Southwest China, Vietnam, Laos, Thailand, and Myanmar. And they just they were specifically focused on in this article that it's in the show notes. Researchers wanted to know more. How could hundreds of people be suffering from the same affliction? When asked about common nightmares, Hmong men and women described a figure called Da Cho, an evil spirit that that visited sleepers at night, pressed upon their chests, and attempted to smother them as they slept. Almost all of the interviewees were familiar with Dacho. 58% reported having been visited by the nightmare themselves. The Hmong, however, are not alone. For about as long as written records have existed, people have described a frightening nighttime vision that paralyzes them with fear and seems to suck the breath right out of them, often described as pressing directly upon their chest. Tales of such evil spirits come from ancient Assyria and Greece. The Canadian Inuit and the Japanese both have a word to describe the awake but paralyzed feeling. Folks from Newfoundland describe an old hag who sits upon sufferers' chests as they sleep. The Hat Man has been the subject of documentaries and seems to have inspired one of the more chilling ghosts in the Netflix horror show the haunting of hill house. Uh, okay, that that show I, I I have the book of that. Mm-hmm. And I really it's very short and I really want to read it. But I, I That's really, a book you read on the beach. See that exactly. <laughs> like I I need I need Protected. to be as as fully as fully exposed to light <laughs> and around as many people as possible in order to re- it's so short. I could probably finish it. Very quickly, but I feel like I'd be like Joey and, uh, and Friends no. and just stick it in the freezer no. so that I wouldn't have to look at it. Like, Rebecca and Strunk, they love a spooky time. So they're like, Oh, yeah, did you watch uh, the the haunting? And I'm like, No, I will not. Or like, They're like, Are you watching season four of Stranger Things? I'm like, No, I will not be watching Stranger Things at all. Yeah. Which I saw a TikTok. This is not related. That's okay. But I saw a TikTok that apparently they shot season four in a compound that was literally used in world war ii and now they're turning it into an airbnb what yeah stranger netflix stranger things and airbnb are like partnering and you can like stay in that and like stay in a cell and i'm like um excuse me jewish people and other minorities were mm, captured and kept and murdered yeah let's not let's not that's a way to get a haunting truly just saying but i was like oof, really netflix you have so much money and you chose to shoot there anyway um but anyway there was even a blog at one point called the hatman project where people could share their sightings and experiences it is unfortunately now defunct i figured yeah it's like godaddy.com this url is available <laughs> and i'm like but i want to see stuff maybe if i use like the way back machine you could machine. probably yeah, or if you found a something. link from another site too, sometimes that works. I, that's how I got there. Oh, okay. From no no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Um, the real culprit, however, likely sleep paralysis. Yeah. It's a very common sleep problem. You should go check out the Dream Share, which our friend Sarah Strong co hosts with her brother. They it's talk really about fun. dreams and fun stuff. An estimated 8% of people experience sleep paralysis regularly. And some estimates have placed the number of people who have had at least one experience of it in their lifetime as high as 40%. But, to the point, why did I abandon my original cryptid in favor of this creepy gentleman? Did you have a dream? No. Oh, damn. It's Pride Month! Oh! And by the power of Tumblr! Twenty seventeen saw the Babadook rise to the status of gay icon. Yes. Okay. Now I get an icon of icons. I get it. Head and shoulders. So above. A yes. Dark. Yes. Exactly. Gay Babadook was born when a somewhat ironic post to Tumblr in October went viral. Whenever someone says the quote, "Whenever someone says the Babadook isn't openly gay," it's like question mark, question mark. Did you even see the movie? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Unquote. The post drew close to one hundred thousand responses. <laughs> it's so a dear. jokey back and forth about the deeper meanings of Jennifer Kent's twenty fourteen independent film that prompted one user to complain it w- <laughs> that it was quote just a movie <laughs> all caps <laughs> and then uh, quote I mean he created a pop up book of himself for the drama of it all unquote another user wrote coming to his defense. <laughs> The Baba Discourse oh my. continued with much hilarity. Oh my gosh. One user created a fake screenshot that placed the Babaduke in Netflix's LGBT movies category. I did see that. I have seen that before. Quote, the assumption is always that a character is straight unless proven otherwise, observed Aaron Griffin, who performs as drag queen Missy Stake. Quote that why, is an incredible <laughs> drag name. I had to absorb that for a like second. Like shake like the meat. Yeah, yeah 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 Uh quote. Why can't we assume a character is gay without needing to, pro- without needing evidence for it? I think the post started as a joke, but the more people tried to ridicule it, it made the point stronger. Exactly. Unquote. Yeah. We Just the fire. We will go in. Yeah. Fanning the fire with those big fat fans. those fans, baby. Yeah. Swarp. Yeah, <laughs> Miles Jai, an LGBT YouTube personality, dressed as the Babadook to attend the taping of the season finale of RuPaul's Drag Race, which is a great response. In addition to bringing some <laughs> spooky, <laughs> uh, spooky, spooky, vibes to Pride, Gay Babadook did some good as well. Aww. Which I will say, there are some great photos of Babadook at Pride. Check it out. In June of 2017, the Los Angeles' Arena Cine Lounge hosted a series of screenings of the horror film, with proceeds going to support LGBTQ plus charities. There's a lot of S's in that. I can completely see how that was tough to get Thank through. Thank you. Terrible name. Los Angeles' Arena Cine Lounge? Are you joking me? <laughs> Is there an acronym? I don't. <laughs> You can make one now. The... So the screenings were Bab-accompanied by a top-back conversation <laughs> called bab shook from monster <laughs> to cultural icon I just and a Duke cosplay karaoke party I just really appreciate the whole hog joke oh, into is, all of this there is a photo that is going to give you a life mama I love it I'll show it to you when we finish recording <laughs> okay and I leave you with this okay in case you forgot, Tumblr Kids, the B in LGBTQ stands for, for Baduke. Yes. That's and that's that. Congratulations. Thank you. I sort of spooked you for one. You really did. And I will say you had some help from the light above us. Shout out. I have a story. No. <laughs> I reject your story. I was so glad, though, that I was so worried that I was going to be like, the dude. you would be like, oh, like the movie? And I was going to be like, no, I completely forgot that it was a movie. I completely forgot. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what's your story? (laughs) My story is the night before Halloween in, still in high school, but not a senior. So, like, yeah, 2010. I was, or no, I was a senior. Anyway, doesn't matter. Sleeping in my bed. The year was 2010. Yeah. Sleeping in my bed. And I'm just, you know, thought I was dreaming. I mm, I don't like this. I I feel like I woke up. And you know how you can like open your eyelids a little bit enough to see like through your eyelashes. I mean, theoretically, I'm blind. That's so. fair.
1: But like, <laughs> I'm not blind.
0: I need glasses. Yeah, but like, I did I did that, and I I saw in my doorway a figure. No. To me, it looked like either it was my mom with her hair down really oh, long. Like the grudge. Like the grudge. Or <laughs> or a nun. Like it was that kind of like <laughs> long. You, you did go to Catholic school. I did. <laughs> but the figure was really far below me. Don't put that below. And that's when I realized that I was levitating off of my bed. Emma! <laughs> how have you never said? And I I remember falling back asleep and then <laughs> waking and is <laughs> <it is fine. laughs> I'm not that far off the mattress. <laughs> and then waking up and doing this and then falling back down into it. I'm not Christine. kidding. I'm not but I'm not kidding. It felt like I not like the, you know, when you fall in your sleep and it's like, but you're like fully laying down. It was like I put my fingers down on my bed before my back hit the bed. Check the landing and, and Yeah. Wow. Well. That sounds like a great sort of story. If you have one of those, <laughs> she wants to send it, it in, in to us. <laughs> Emma, you know what time it is. Is it mailbag moment? I mean, it will be once you play the song. <laughs> <laughs> How are ya? Today we have a sweet little heart fart mailback moment from our dearest Haley. Mm-hmm. Truly Haley and Ruth, the MVPs of the inbox. <sighs> Truly. This one is titled You Spin Me Right Round. Wait, we were singing that. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a spin white, white wound. wound. <laughs> <been> white wound. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Dude what? I'm just gonna read it. My dearest hosts, check that off your bingo card. Oh, because it's a musical reference. Yep. Recently, I had a dream that sparked a memory. No. I had a rare first person point of view dream. Usually in my dreams, I see myself both in the second and third person and not as myself. I've never had that. Yeah, I was gonna say. I was like, I guess I only ever dream in first person. Yeah, I have never had this. You can right into the pod. How do you dream? Right, if you, you dream. You contain multitudes. Anyways, was- in the dream, I was helping my four-year-old nephew, pictured in the "We Don't Swear" edit. If you go back into our Insta, ah! if you go back into our Instagram, there's a a lovely edit that Haley did, pro- very fairly early on, but it's of a little kid running up the stairs with a bunch of balloons. Um, that is their nephew. Uh, so they were helping him with monkey bars and he slipped. And as I caught him, I ended up slipping as well. As I slipped, I started sliding deeper and deeper into the sand. Like I was sucked in (gasps) that whole scene played through again. But on the second time, it felt like something grabbed my left leg and pulled it out from under me. However, the second I would have hit the ground, I jolted awake. And the leg that I felt like had been grabbed was the one leg sticking out of the covers. Hmm. Now on to what I remembered. Nope. As a child, a nightly occurrence from when I lived down the street from the cemetery. Oh, golly. Right, your BFF Sarah. Yep. Who was six and definitely a yep. ghost. <laughs> was that I felt something gently lift up my arm or foot, slowly lift it higher and drop it. It would only happen once in the night as if to check if I was actually asleep. Oh, that's just Sarah being like, dude, you awake? You awake? You wanna play? Ah, oh, dang it. Alright, All right. never mind. Asleep. Now I'm sure you're thinking, quote, well, obviously that was probably just a parent or sibling, end quote. No, we already agreed, it's Sarah. Wait, it's a ghost. <laughs> yeah. And I'm here to debunk that. I slept on the top bunk, and I would sleep very close to the wall so that I would be unreachable. <laughs> In parentheses, it says that was because I was constantly paranoid about possibly being kidnapped, but that's a whole other can of worms. And this is, this explains why you are so invested in our show. <laughs> we love you so much. Um, I expected the phenomenon to travel with me when I when we moved, but when it stopped at the new house, I wasn't surprised. And then it just says, "Much love from the librarian." Librar. Libra, I can't say it. Librarian. Lib- Librarian, that's <laughs> what it says. Librarian. <laughs> okay, but their last name is Lebran. Yeah, so I think it's the Le- Le- Libran,
1: like librarian.
0: Okay, I got that. That makes Ailey, how sense. how do you pronounce it? So Can that you, we don't s- have just to... send us a voice text. <laughs> they... <laughs> no, but they they did this on purpose so that every time they <laughs> it's a mis- post mispronounces it. something. On the bingo card, playing the long game. Oh, right? so smart, so smart, uh, so smart. Well, thank you again for oh submitting gosh. a heart fart If you are from a dating app, hi, thanks for getting to know me. Let's get coffee sometime. Yes. <laughs> Literally, one of my prompts is, "What's your favorite uh conspiracy theory slash unsolved mystery?" And people will be like, "So what's that about?" I'm like, "I mean, to be honest, I co-host a podcast and I use it for." Uh, for ideas. Fodder. <laughs> ideas and connection like vibe check i need to figure out if you're like yeah if you're cool like, or if what? you're like not into that in which case we will not have a good time i will say though sometimes because on hinge you you can you have to respond to a section of their profile so like their photo or a prompt you can just do a little heart but yeah, yeah the best yeah. practices is, is to say something so then it's not just like like I liked you back, and then you just, like, sit there in the virtual room, like, you say something, you say something, yeah, no. but I have, sometimes people will, like, respond to that prompt, and they'll give me an idea, and I look at their profile, I'm like, I don't vibe with them, <laughs> but I'll screenshot the idea, I'm like, favorite the idea, we're not matching, sorry, <laughs> what, why do you look so shook? It's just so just because someone bothered to do an answer no, no. doesn't mean I have to love them. No. I, you, correct. You do not. But it was just the, the way where you were like, oh, well. Well, thank you. Thank you for playing. Thanks for playing. Uh, Look, I know I have to explain online dating to you because you got freaked out by <laughs> Bigfoot <laughs> scavenger skin- <laughs> um, It is. Permanently? Did you delete it? No. I <laughs> just have it. Frozen? It's just frozen forever. <laughs> uh, if we ever do the road trip, it'll just we'll pass your phone around, and whoever's on the road trip can like take turns swiping on Bigfoot. Truly for, for Bigfoot. For Bigfoot. Yeah. Uh, Another Pride Month icon. Yes. Non-binary Bigfoot. Non-binary Bigfoot. Gay. gay- yep. We got it all. Come up. Come next week for lesbian Nessie. <gasps> We haven't done Nessie yet, we have, have we? I, See, I mean, it's a, I forget. I literally have the spreadsheet in front of me. Yeah, and my, I don't remember. It's my sister-in-law's favorite cryptid, and I still haven't done it. I, know. I mean, uh, sister-in-law, if you're listening to the pod, write in how do you think Nessie identifies? <laughs> Honestly, <sighs> she's probably gonna be like, I don't know. I'd have to ask. <laughs> well, get up there, take a trip. Uh, well. Just know that uh, we love you. We love Happy you very Christmas. much. I mean, we love all of our listeners, but especially the queer ones this month. Yeah. It I'm allowed a, to say that. A little bit of extra love in and that direction. I'm going to just give you some bisexual finger guns. <gasps> Do it. Nice. And uh, until next time, remember this podcast doesn't exist. And the Bob Duke is <laughs> <Hey>. fabulous. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I'm the Baba I'm the Baba Duke